we are one month away from college football. So let us begin. I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. I'm Madison Messenger. And this is an ACC All About podcast on the Panther Pod. I'm going to be real honest, Cole. I don't think I did that that opening very justice. But you know what? It's It fits the ACC because it's very bland. <laughs> so they're... Dude, they're, coming they're, out strong, man. Coming out very um, strong there. Longtime friend of the podcast, uh, Madison Mester. Glad to have you back. Not just a longtime friend. He is our, the Panther Pod UVA specialist. Yeah, our ACC expert, our UVA expert, um, anything you want to call him, except anything bad, Madison Messenger. Welcome back, sir. Thank you all for having me on. No problem. Just call him, call him for dinner, you know, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Knee slap. Anyway. Knee slapper, yes, indeed. So, we have been working on this all week. Me and Cole have been doing our background work. Madison coming in here with his UVA expertise uh, and uh, a lot of his ACC expertise as well. We're really setting you up here on a high pedestal, Madison, so you got to deliver on this podcast. No pressure. Uh, although we all know UVA chokes on the pressure. But, uh, or just. <laughs> Dude, you can't insult the guest. We'll never get anybody on. No, we'll have him back. Don't worry. And good night. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Um, no, uh, like Owen said, we've been doing a lot of research into it. Uh, we've, I know that I have at least, obviously, you know, all the um, rankings and preseason polls came out. Um, not going to touch on LSU or West Virginia. This nope. is all about uh, ACC right now. Um, Owen, do you want to start with the officials and then go by ours, or do you want to go ours first and then crack into the officials? Let, let, let's let's talk with the preseason media poll, but I also want to give a big shout out to Trevor Pig for giving us for yeah, uh, absolutely you know, for setting this idea up. So thank you, Trevor, for uh, for that great idea there. Um, but we're going to first start off with the preseason poll. So the preseason poll for the ACC just came out this week came out yesterday, I think it did, yep. when it came out. So the ACC preseason poll, no surprise, Clemson is picked to win the poll. Excuse me. Oh, gosh. ACC uh, Clemson is picked first to win the ACC with 103 first-place votes. Florida State comes in at second with 67 first-place votes. North Carolina, UNC, is picked third to finish third in the conference with five first-place votes. And then fourth, coming in fourth place. Coming in hot. The Wolfpack of NC State gets a single first place vote. Ooh. <laughs> that was bad. Too sweet, brother. Too sweet. Um, <laughs> NC uh. State comes in at fourth with one first place vote. Rounding out the top five is Miami. Tied at sixth is Duke and Pitt. Boo. Number eight is Louisville. Number nine is Wake Forest. Number 10 is Syracuse. Number 11 is Virginia Tech. Number 12 is Georgia Tech. 13 is Boston College. And at the very, very, very bottom of the ACC, I just got to rub it in there for you. No hard feelings. I just like messing with you on the podcast. That's uh, fair. Uh, coming in at 14th is the Wahoo Virginia. So, uh, like we said, we've been preparing all week. However, me and Cole have not talked about the podcast, so we're about to surprise each other with kind of our teams. But we, uh, there's only so many we can pick from, so – 
I'm betting on this podcast out of the seven teams that we each picked. I bet you we picked four the same. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we go three the same. Three the same. I'm going four. I'm going four. Madison, what do you think? Probably pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jay, Jay our in studio audience oh. has said he's only. We're saying we only going with two. Uh, I'd say probably three. Three. Okay. Four is the highest. Jay's two is the lowest. All right. So. Cole, do you want to talk about my first? Do you want me to talk about my first team, or do you want to talk about your first team? I, I think, think since I did the preseason poll, why don't you go ahead and talk? Okay. Um, so this is going to be very controversial, but we're starting off with a different number one. Interesting. Who you think is going to finish number one? I think UNC is going to finish number one. Ooh, interesting. Uh, number one at UNC. Number two, Clemson. Three, Duke. Four, NC State. Five, I apologize, Pitt. Six, FSU. And I actually have Pitt and FSU highlighted because I think they're so interchangeable. Interesting. Okay. Um, Seven, Wake Forest. Eight, Georgia Tech. Nine, Louisville. Uh, Ten, UVA. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Eleven, Virginia Tech. Twelve, Miami. 13, Boston College, and number 14, Syracuse. Interesting. Okay. So here's my thing is I, I did not rank these teams, but I have, a, I have Syracuse as an underdog, as a, or not as an underdog, as a major dark horse in the ACC this year. So my dark horse um, is Wake Forest. Fair enough. Um, I think NC State, out of those top four teams, UNC, Clemson, Duke, NC State for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have NC State and UNC as most likely to win it, and then Clemson as second most, Duke third most. Gotcha. Madison, who's your dark horse for the ACC? I would probably have to go with Wake Forest as well. I think they'll they'll perform this year. I think they surprised a lot of people in big games last year, um, but I'm ultimately, for me, I think their offense is too talented for them not to at least finish in the top three this but they, year. But they lose their quarterback to Notre Dame. Right, no. But what I'm saying is I think regardless of their quarterback, I think that their offense and the offense that they ran last year is so good that they finish in the top four. Okay. They got good towards the end of the season too. Their yeah. offense got really good. The only reason why they, weren't, they didn't finish higher last year is because they lost literally – all, if not most, of their uh, in-conference games. They did. And they weren't as good as what they, they were. But I, 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 here's the thing. I don't think – I think Wake Forest finishes near the bottom of the middle, if okay. that makes any, any sense. So, if out of 14, I think, I think he, they finish near like 7th – or not 7th, but like – yeah, between 10th and 7th, I think they finish somewhere between there because they lose their quarterback. And his name escapes me right now, and I cannot think of his name um, – Dadgummit. Uh, I got you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's not. Is it Sam Mayer? No, it's no. It's not Sam Mayer. No. Anyways, I don't have Wake Forces picked one of my teams, but my but my biggest my biggest thing is let's go ahead and talk about Syracuse. So talking about Syracuse here. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. That's who it was. Okay, so I was close. Sam Hartman goes to Notre Dame. All right, but going back to Syracuse. Syracuse uh, lost Sean Tucker as their running back. 
sensational talent. Yeah. All right. Just just stats alone. Let's look at we're looking at player stats. Uh, Sean Tucker was a thousand yard rusher for the for the Orange last year. Thousand yard rusher. All right. They do return Garrett Snyder. He is back. He threw for over uh, 2,600 yards last year. He returns. Uh, he's appeared 12 out of his 13 games. He also completes 60 – in last season he completed over 64% of his passes with a 17-7 TD to interception with, – also with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 17-7. Okay. He also also added 453 yards rushing. So it's going to be hard to replace that. No, no. Garrett he stays. Garrett Schrader stays. Oh, okay. Sean Sorry, Tucker, the running back. Tucker. No, Sean Tucker leaves. Thousand yard rusher. He's gone. He had to graduate. All right. Schrader is still there, and and they've got. Oh my gosh, why am I? Why are these names escaping me? I cannot. Dino Babers. Thank you. Dino Babers returns. He had a really, really great last year last year. All right, in the Q's eyes, he got them to a really good bowl game. They had a threat, a threat to beat Clemson. They just pretty much got outmatched talent-wise on that end. But they were early on in the season, they were, they were really good, looked really strong. They just didn't have – the stamina to make it all the way through the season. Before that season, before last year, Dino Babers was on the hot seat. Let's not let's not forget this. Dino Babers was on the hot seat. He had a big, big, big year to prove this year. And if he did not come through, did not succeed, more than likely he was going to get fired. I think Syracuse, just with their offense, excuse me, just with their offense, is going to be bad. Is going to be so much better than it was last year. Even though they lose Sean Tucker, I get that. But but you still return Garrett Schrader. All right, sixty four percent of his of his uh, pass completions with the seventeen seven. Now you got to get those interceptions down. Can't have you know just those interceptions are not okay. But a seventeen to seven TD to INT ratio, fairly decent. I'll take that over what I had last year. You know, absolutely. So the thirteen to eight for JT Daniels. Now we'll get to back that later, but. Besides the point, Syracuse, 100%. Um, they also uh, bring in LaQuint Allen from New Mexico State. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, New Mexico State. They bring in Juwan Price from New, from New Mexico State. And I remember we touched on him a few uh, episodes last year as well. Yes. Uh, the offensive line does lose a uh, – does lose Matthew uh, Berger, Bergeron, I think is how your name is saying, or Bergeron. Um, they lose him along with two other starters. But I still think that Syracuse is going to do well. Even with it, they even have a new offensive coordinator, okay? Uh, Rocky Long, 73-year-old Rocky Long, um, he'll take over as well. Um, excuse me, that's a defensive coordinator. Rocky Long is going to take over as defensive coordinator. Going to run a three-three-five scheme at Syracuse. I'm not a big fan of three-three-five. But I would much rather see a four three or something like that. But a three three five is it's re- for the time that it was put into place. It was revolutionary. I think the three three five ultimately um, produces a lot more interceptions than any other scheme, which it has to. Right. Um, That's why they set it up. But ultimately, I think if you're not getting good quarterback pressure, if you have the defensive talent on your D line and your linebacking core 
to run a three three five, fantastic. Yeah. But if you don't have that kind of talent and you just have to rely on your corners, then you know you're you're going to give the quarterback as much time as he wants in the pocket. Exactly. Uh, they also bring in two notable transfers. Uh, they get Deuce Chestnut from LSU and a Jihad, Jihad Carter from Ohio State as well. Okay, so pretty good programs if you ask me, wouldn't you say, Cole? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Syracuse returns a lot on their um, So did you pick Syracuse side. as – I did not pick them to win the ACC, but okay. I picked them as my dark horse for the ACC. Fair I enough. didn't pick them to win the ACC, but they are a dark horse to watch out for. Uh, they they bring back Caleb Okachoku, I think is how you say his name. Um, safety Justin Barron, Elijah Clark, and Jason Simmons Jr. So they return a lot on that secondary for the Orange. So the one player that I know uh, that I noticed that you left out on Syracuse was uh, Gadsden, the yes. tight end out of yes. Um, he obviously had a monster year last season. Uh, he was actually picked for the 2023 preseason All-ACC football team. Um, if you don't have anything else on Syracuse, uh, any more on Syracuse, I would like to explain and justify why I have UNC winning well, a little bit. Real quick, before we do that, okay. before we do that, I just want to say Syracuse last year, I think they'll be better. Uh, offensively, I think Garrett Trader's going to put up more numbers. Okay, points per game is about twenty-eight points per game, so that's four touchdowns. I think they can do a little bit better than that. Um, let's see here. They're also going. They their third down efficiency. They were fifty-six of one fifty-one, which the third third down percentage is thirty-seven percent. So not great, but not terrible either. Okay. Um. They were rushing per attempt, you know, per game was about 4.2 yards per game. Um, excuse me, 143 yards per game, about 4.2 yards per attempt, per rush attempt. Which, I mean, with those kind of numbers, you're averaging half of what you need to get that first down, you know, per rush. So that's definitely reliable. Exactly. And um, they averaged. Uh, about they lost about sixty three yards in penalties last year, which isn't bad considering it isn't bad, but still needs to get cleaned up. You know, well, I mean, you had so many teams that averaged well over a hundred yards uh, in penalties. I mean, I know uh, Florida State was truly terrible uh, with their penalties last year. Miami, uh, they were bottom of the pack as far as ACC goes. Um, but, you know, ultimately if you're losing, um, I think around that 75 to a hundred mark in penalties, you're going to be losing, you know, four or five games at that point, because you're just sacrificing so much of your offense at that point to, you know, just express a few moments of frustration or, you know, Oh, I messed up. I jumped off sides, you know, yeah. those simple kind of errors. There. Yeah. Okay. So Syracuse, my dark horse. Cole, do you disagree, agree? I think you present a very good argument for Syracuse, but I think the way the Atlantic is stacking up with NC State. There are no more divisions. There's no more divisions in ACC. Fair enough. There's no more divisions. So, 
again, it's best team wins. There is no, you know. Okay. Top two goes to the championship game. Yep. So, with that being said, my argument is invalid. Um, (laughs) 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 um, No, but either way, I think with the ACC in general, then, I think you have four more teams that are better than Syracuse that will keep them out of that. I think Clemson has got a lot of their swagger back. And, I mean, you can see it in just about anything that they do as far as uh, preseason games. Uh, Shipley is an absolute monster and a workhorse. Probably going to be a favorite in the Heisman race. Um, I hate to say that because I do not like Clemson. Um, You've got NC State, who I think is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And ultimately, I think you've got UNC and you've got Wake to contend with as well. Oh, here's what I'll say, too, is Syracuse has no cake in the park schedule when it comes to the ACC. Their first three in-conference games, Syracuse, UNC, Florida State, that is their first three conference games. Syracuse. Syracuse's first three conference games, Clemson, UNC, Florida State. Okay. I mean, if you can win two out of three, at that point you've got a good start and you're going through it. If you can win two out of three, you're going – I think you're going to the title game. But that's if you win two out of three. And one out of three, I think, for Syracuse fans are going to be ecstatic. I was going to say, if they could get one of those three games, that would help them out. Yeah, help them out absolutely. a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, do you do – you, what do you think, uh, Dark Horse Madison for uh, Syracuse? Uh, what did you have, Mike Cole? You had them at fourteen, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I had Syracuse. Finishing I don't think they're fourteen. Last. I I have I have them about nine or ten, about okay. where they're at now, uh, based off of the ACC preseason poll. I think they're better than fourteen, four or five teams in the ACC, but I don't think they might win one of those three games between Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina. But I don't think that they'll. I don't think they'll do much more than that. If they run that three three five and they can't get to the quarterback, them corners are going to get worn out and they're going to get burned out before the end of the season. No, fair enough, fair enough, absolutely. Fair. All right, now go ahead and make your Tar Heel case there. I would like to hear this. <coughs> that was loud, and I know this is going to be. I I apologize for uh, the volume there. It's just North Carolina. You don't need that volume for with them. <laughs> Dang. All right. I'm going to keep this short, and I'm going to keep this sweet. Drake May, last year, was an absolute workhorse for Mac Brown's Tar Heels. Was he workhorse in that ACC game? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Did, did I I'm sorry. say anything? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I'll leave you pick my last I'm place sorry. team to, I'm like, sorry. win the ACC? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> He passed for 3,847 yards, 35 touchdowns, 629 yards rushing, and six rushing touchdowns. He was the ACC uh, Player of the Year, and he's also the ACC Preseason Player of the Year this year. You know what the best part about it is? He's a redshirt sophomore. 
Drake May is starting to come into his own. He has the confidence to be a absolute force to be reckoned with in the NFL draft. And I think that he is going to lead the Tar Heels to conference victory this year, plain and simple. That being said, on defense, they're also returning Cedric Gray at linebacker and – Got 144 tackles last year. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, And they also have Aiden White at corner. Mm -hmm. They also have Storm Duck at defensive back. Mm -hmm. Three interceptions last year. What a name. What a name. Um, Drake May – I think is going to be an absolute force on the football field this year, and he is going to prove that the ACC championship game was a fluke for him, in my opinion. I will not disagree. Oh, and let's not forget Tez Walker at wide receiver, and then I'm done. Or Josh Downs at wide receiver Mm -hmm. at over 1,000 receiving yards. I will not disagree that UNC will be good this year. They 100% will be good. However, however. And let's not forget, you know, one of the best college football coaches in Mac Brown as well. But, you know. Hey, you know who he, you know who he, uh, who he used to coach for, who he won a national title with? <clears throat> hey, Cole, can I get a horns, horns down? down. Um, but, you know, you know what, Cole? How would you feel, you know, how would you feel if NC State beat uh, upset App State? How how would you feel if UNC upset App State? Um, do, is do that you, an upset? I don't think it's an upset. You don't think it's an upset, dude? App State took them down to the wire last year. Took them down to the wire last year. Of course, I kid. I kid. I don't think App State. Especially with this veteran UNC team, or becoming a more seasoned veteran UNC team, I don't think they'll be able to keep up them, keep up with them like they did last year. However, however, UNC does not have to play Florida State, but they do have to play Duke. They do have to play NC State. And they do have to play Clemson. If you lose to Clemson, I think you're okay. I think you're fine that more than likely will still get you the conference championship game. However, NC State is going to be tough. They bring in Brendan Armstrong. Sorry, Madison. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, But they bring in Brendan Armstrong, and then Mike Elko has the Blue Devils rolling down there in Durham. So, I mean, last season they posted a 9-4 and record, you know, um, overall 5-3 and in conference. I'm not discounting any team except for Syracuse as your dark horse pick. But – I think that regardless of, you know, having to face Duke, having to face Florida State, and I don't think Florida State's going to be that good. Well, they, this don't, year. they don't play Florida State. Oh, excuse me. Um, well, while we're talking about that, I don't think Florida State's going to be that good this year. Here's why you're wrong um, <laughs> Florida State. <sighs> Go ahead and bring it, up the transfer portal. Florida State ranks number one in the country in returning start in returning production. Number one. That means they return Jordan Travis. That means they return Winston Wright. Please be back at WU. Um, but they they return. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me find my notes here. Let me find my notes. 
All I'm hearing okay. is delays. They return Jordan Travis. They return Trey Benson. They return Johnny Wilson. They return Jamie Robinson. They return Greedy Vance Jr. What a name. Absolute legend. They, they, they return Treshawn Ward. They return Lawrence Tafali. Jordan Travis rushed for over 417 yards last year. Jordan Travis also had a 64 completion percentage rating. All right. He also was 24 for 5 in a TD to INT ratio. 24 and 5. All right. And and not to mention Florida State's kind of coming on the rise there with uh why does the why are these names escaping me? What's the what's the Florida State's coach? Help me out, Madison. Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell. There we go. Thank you. Mike Norvell. And they've got Mike Norvell. He's finally in at year four or five. I can't remember. I think this is year four for Mike Norvell. Um, Finally coming into his own there at Florida State, building up the program in Tallahassee. Florida State's a favorite to win the ACC. Are they the favorite? I don't know. But they're definitely a favorite to win the ACC this year. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. You know why? I'm not wrong. You know why Florida State is not a favorite to win the ACC this year? Because in week one, they're going to get dropped like 60 points to nothing by LSU. No. Will you remember how they won last year, Cole? By one point. Who went step for step with the LSU Tigers? You mean dip for step. I'm sorry. Mike Norvell led – the, no, led the Seminoles to their first 10-win campaign in six years. Okay? Whatever. Florida State, once you get that train rolling, it's hard to stop it. Unless you get Willie Taggart in there and put, yeah, stops it on a dime. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hype train, though. That's all it is. It's not a It's not a hype train. There's nothing solid it, there. It was a 10-win season, and you knock off Oklahoma in the bowl game. And you knock off Oklahoma in the bowl game. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. Maybe to a Big 12 fan. Dude. Ouch. We're going to pause for 10 seconds of station identification. Please be right back. (laughs) Madison's got the salty card. Jay's bringing up the simmer down (laughs) for a Big 12 fan. Call me in 2024 when LSU's got to play Oklahoma. Yeah. Call, I'll call, call you. Call me. When we hang 50 on them. <laughs> You'll hang 50 on Texas, but you're not hanging 50 on Oklahoma. I'm sorry. What happened in 2019 when they were the best team of all time? They – you did not – okay, you didn't. You, okay, you did. You did. You also – hey, hey, hey. Bang, bang! No, no, no. Could, that, t- that team could be a good Saban team any year. That was the best team in the history of college football. That's one team. One team. Yep. Yep. Jay's bringing up the salty side. That's one team. They could never do that again. Brian Kelly can't. doesn't have that team, bo- team assembled. Don't hate us because you ain't us, man. You said you weren't going to talk about them this this time in the in the. I'm sorry, it was relevant. It was not relevant. Yeah, because LSU is hanging sixty on Florida State in the first game of the season. How is that not relevant? You're not hanging sixty on Florida. You're not hanging sixty on Florida State. They have Jordan Travis. They've got Mike Norvell back. (laughs) 
this has gone off the rails, and I apologize for bringing up the Big Twelve. Owen, I'm sorry. I'm not even. I'm not even mad about that. I'm just saying that, that, that beating Oklahoma is a big deal. It was a big deal for half of the Big Twelve this year because this is the first year that Oklahoma was down. This is the first year that Oklahoma, or last year was the first year that Oklahoma had been down. It was their worst season since ninth. Uh, 99 or 2000. It's been a long time, all right? It's their worst season in over two decades, and they still went to a bowl game, all right? So all I'm saying is Florida State beat LSU last year, granted, by one point. Otherwise, it would have been taken into overtime. But, again, overtime didn't knock off the game. I am so sorry. My phone just started playing Spotify. Very okay. What song was it? It was um, All or None by Pearl Jam. Hmm. It's a good song. Anyway, back to the podcast. Anyways, Florida State is is one of the top contenders in the ACC. I'm leaning towards thinking that it's going to be a Clemson-Florida State ACC championship game this year. I think it's UNC-Clemson. I don't think we get a rematch of, of this past year because... Because UNC doesn't have to play Florida State, I think that may plague them a little bit. I think all of your points are valid, 100%. And I'm not about to, you know, spew. um, You already spewed, so I don't know what more you want. That's fair. Um, No, I, I think you have very valid points when it comes to Florida State. I just don't buy the hype behind them. I think Jordan Davis regresses in year two. Jordan Travis. Jordan is, Travis. Yeah, me. not Jordan Davis. Jordan Travis does not he, regress be in fine. year two. He does not regress in year two. Mm-hmm. Jordan Davis will be fine. Yeah. All right, all right, Wahoo Wah. What you got over there on the Knolls? Huh? Well, it depends because last year they went 10-3, and three, but there's three games they lost to Wake Forest, Clemson, and was it NC State? Yes. So, you go there and you look, those are the the top three teams that were in the ACC last year. So, if they can beat them this year, they'll be in, but they just have to beat those top teams. They didn't beat them last year. And they've, and they've got a chance to beat them again this year. Or, um, I'm sorry, they've got a chance to play them. Okay, my schedule is all messed up there. Um. This year they do play Clemson, and then they, like I said before, they have to play Clemson, Syracuse, and then Cole, whose dark horse team is Wake Forest, by the way. So they have to play two of our dark horse teams. All right, Wake Forest I don't think is as daunting as maybe Syracuse is, and I don't think Syracuse is that daunting, but a dark horse team you never know. Clemson is daunting, and they play them. They play it at Clemson in Death Valley um, in Tiger Stadium. Watch your mouth. Uh, Watch remember, your mouth. Do you remember? I'm sorry. Who who bought the gang? You know what? No, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say that because that's going to be a surprise for later on in the season. Why? Why? Why are you? Why are we still on LSU? Because you purposely said Death Valley and Tiger Stadium. That's what it's called. There is only one Death Valley in college football, and that is LSU. Dude, Thank you very much. I am telling you. We looked it up last year. LSU stole that from Clemson. But I'm just saying that is what it's called. I'm calling it by its name, Death <clears throat> Valley and Tiger okay. Stadium. All right. Goodness All right. gracious. Okay. Give me that simmer down card. Goodness. Oh, whatever. 
All right, so they have to play Clemson. Okay, that's daunting. That's their that is their second conference game this year. That's their second conference game this year. Okay, then will, they get Tech at home. Sorry, go ahead. Matt. No, 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 I was just gonna say. Also, looking at their schedule for this year, being one of the top teams in the ACC, they do have one of the easier schedules to me in the ACC. I'm just putting that out there. I mean, they play Boston College, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, out of the ACC. Yeah. They don't play North Carolina. They don't play NC State either. So, they do have an easier schedule coming out of the ACC, but they also do have to play LSU and Florida in that. But that doesn't affect the ACC championship game, though. No. No, correct. It's non-conference. Because it, it, it's not a conference. It, it would affect their playoffs. Do I think Florida State goes to the playoffs this year? No. I don't think so. I think you give that a few more years under Mike Norvell if he can if he can continue. Maybe maybe ten and three last year was a fluke. But I don't think it is. I don't think it was. It's still the four team playoff this year, right? Yes, it's still four team. Yeah, no, they're not making they're not making it this year. Right? Yeah, yeah. Next year is twelve team. They're not they're not making it they're not making it this year. No, not this year. Their toughest opponent on this schedule, as I will agree with Madison, is Clemson. All right. Syracuse is a dark horse, so therefore uh, – Syracuse is my dark horse. I think that could be a tougher game than the Knolls expect, but it's at home, so I think that helps as well. They have to go to Wake Forest. Again, I don't think Wake Forest is going to be that good. You lose Sam Hartman, your heart and soul of that offense. I don't think it's going to be that good. You get Duke at home. Duke's going to be a tough one, too. But I, don't, but I think Florida State went, beats Duke. They for sure beat Virginia Tech. They for sure beat Boston College. They'll beat Pitt. Um, and they'll beat Miami. Miami, I don't know what's going on with Miami, but Miami is not – It's they're not where they need to be right now. No. They had a bad year one. I think year two may be a little bit better, but I don't, I don't, think, I don't think they'll be there. Oh, we can agree on something. Yes. Miami at five is an absolute joke. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Mario Cristobal's a good coach, but not. But right now, Miami is is they're 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 not dead last, but they're bottom tier of the ACC currently. It's I don't know what's going on there, but they've got now they had a bad offensive coordinator. They replaced that offensive coordinator down there at Miami. So we'll see how that goes and how Tyler Van Dyke does um, down at Miami because he was not playing his best football last year. But we'll see. We'll see with Miami. But Florida State, one hundred percent. I I can see them making the ACC championship game. I can you see UNC making the championship game, but I feel like I can make a better case. Florida State. What constitutes as a dark horse? I I guess somebody like for me personally, somebody you're not talking about very much. the The top three teams that are the top three or four teams that they're going to be talking about in the ACC are Clemson, Florida State, UNC, and NC State. Those right there. I think Syracuse is kind of that middle of the road that everybody that they're going to start playing games are going to be better than what everybody thought they would be. That's that's to me that's a dark horse. Kind of like how Kansas State was last year. Nobody thought you know everybody was like Kansas State looking sneakily good over there. They kind of you know creeping up. Um, but I think Syracuse will be my dark horse uh, just because they're they're kind of, to me they're kind of like Kansas State. They're kind of stacking up talent over there. You know Babers kind of got rebound last year. Um, you know, so I think that Syracuse, you know, 
Syracuse is the is the dark horse team for me. But that's what constitutes dark horse team. It's just nobody's really talking about them. But they're going to be. Yeah. They're definitely. You look at them and go, yeah, that's definitely better than where they would where they should be ranked. To me, I think Wake Forest is the most deserving team of a dark horse. You're losing Sam Hartman, yes. However, I think that with the current system they have down there, I think that they are going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. Um, That being said, the first thing when I Googled Wake Forest uh, football yesterday when I was pulling up all my notes on them was uh, a hype package for their punter. So I don't know if that uh, bodes well. Maybe Wake Forest is sleeping on themselves. Who knows? Um, But I think that they are going to be very, very solid. You look at their schedule. They open up things against Elon. They open up things against Vandy week two, Old Dominion week three. Right there, Three very easy wins to build a lot of momentum. I don't think Vandy's going to be that easy. Vandy went 4-0 last year to be the start off the season, threatening to make a bowl game. Granted, they got crushed by Alabama and Tennessee. Most everybody, most everybody did. Most everybody did. <laughs> then they got the SEC play. Yeah. But uh, but they still they still did really well in SEC play. They ended up going 5-7, and seven, which for Vanderbilt, almost making a bowl game is pretty pretty decent. Vanderbilt against Wake Forest. I think Van. I think Wake Forest is going to have a hard time against Vanderbilt. I think last year Wake Forest had a hard time against Vanderbilt because I'm pretty sure Vanderbilt beat Wake Forest. What is it? The only thing that I'm concerned about for Wake Forest is my dark. I will say your Syracuse argument is bringing me around as Dark Horse. My Wake Forest argument will not bring you around. I think they're going to have a hard time replacing Sam Hartman, but if they find a good pocket passer like Sam Hartman was, someone who can make that big play when needed, Wake Forest could be that team this year. And to me, Michael Kern for Wake Forest is probably going to be their starter. He's a junior. Last season he threw for six yards. Um, But (laughs) – Killer. Yeah, absolute electric bolt right there on the offense. Um, I don't think that Florida State is going to be – I think Florida State is going to shoot themselves in their own foot like we saw in um, the first year that we did the podcast, like the 2021-22 season. Um, I think they have a lot of hype behind them, and I'm just not buying it. I'm buying it. I'm drinking that Kool-Aid down in, down in Tallahassee. I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. I got NC State winning ACC. Really? Okay. Okay. Yep. It's because it's your boy Brendan Armstrong down there, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to go against my what well, what used to be quarterback. But no, with their system down there in NC State, they ran the ball a lot, and Brendan Armstrong he can throw it when he needs to, but he can 
work magic with his legs too. So that's fair. I mean, that's respectable for sure. And NC State's got a pretty workable schedule. They start thing. I'll, I'll say this: they start things off at UConn. That's a win right there. That's a win. Uh, they get Notre Dame at home. I that'll be they, a good one. That'll be a good. That'll one. be a good test for them. That will be a good test, but I think they beat Notre Dame. Um, yeah, they Notre Dame's got Sam Hartman, but I think I think NC State has been building for a long time. Yeah, uh, definitely beat VMI. They'll <laughs> definitely beat UVA. I'm sorry, but they'll definitely beat UVA. Yeah, they had uh, to use that as the ACC opener for us. Um, and then uh, Louisville will be a tough one. I'm going to talk about Louisville after this, uh, but Louisville will be a tough one. They get Marshall. Marshall could be tough. Could not be. We saw him last year. We saw him last Dame. year. Beat Notre Dame. They beat JMU. Marshall's a toss-up, I guess. Uh, Duke will Duke will definitely be a tough one for the Wolfpack. Uh, Clemson's going to be that. That's going to be really, really, really hard for the Wolfpack. Capable of doing it, hard for the Wolfpack. They're Miami. they're at least in Raleigh for that one. Yeah, against they're Clemson, Ron- they're yeah. at home. That's a, that's a home game for them. So that's Which they didn't they play them last year, and they they went they, pretty close. They with were them. pretty close with them. Again, got a little bit, I guess, more out talented. I guess is the term for it. Clemson just had the more talent on that side. Um, but yeah, they got pretty close in that one as well. Lost twenty to thirty. Yeah, there it is. Twenty Which, to thirty. That is a very close game. That's a touchdown. That's a two score game. Yeah. By but, the by, two minutes it's comfortably in hand, but. It is a close game, especially playing against Clemson. Um, Miami, they'll win against Miami. They get Wake Forest. I, I genuinely think that's not – I wouldn't say it's a easy win, but one I feel comfortable with them winning. Uh, Tech, 100% I see them winning that one. And then they get UNC. That one, that's going to be also a very tough game for them. Uh, Clemson and UNC are their toughest games this year. Uh, and then I think the third toughest is Louisville. Louisville's also going to be a tough game as well. Yeah, I think that – North Carolina NC State game will that'll decide which one goes to the ACC championship game in my opinion. Now you it'll, mean, I think it'll come down to it. You being the ACC expert here, oh. Madison, uh, <laughs> that's what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always thought that the big rivalry for UNC was UNC, UNC Duke. Duke, or is that just on or is that just on the hard floor? That's mainly basketball. That's mainly basketball. Okay, yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't transfer that uh, it doesn't transfer over much to the gridiron. Not really. Okay. No, so I don't. I don't believe it does. I mean, it it might, but I just know between you know when it was know, Coach K and yeah, you know Roy Williams. That was that was the rivalry. Gotcha. You know. Okay. So that was it's more of a hard top kind of deal than it is a right. Kind of, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it, they might. Because I feel like North Carolina and NC State have more of that have more of the rivalry in the other sports. Okay, kind of like well, kind of like Virginia, Virginia Tech. Once, once this flagship school of the state, the other ones like yeah. the little brother, right? Pretty much. Okay, fair enough. I just always thought it was at least to me. It I might be wrong about that, but, but see, that's I, what it seems like to me. Well, and they've got them scheduled on Rivalry Week. And so I guess I, I guess I guess we would have to get more of a in depth. I don't really know any North Carolina fans. I would have to get more in depth from North Carolina. I'll, I'll 
have to dig around my contacts see if I can find a UNC fan. <laughs> um, but I know Virginia, Virginia and UNC. That's the rivalry down south, or what, what is that called? The old south. Yeah, rivalry. the old south. Old south. Yeah, down. Yeah, old south rivalry. I believe. Yeah, Again, just because they've been around rivalry, forever, but it is also a big rivalry. Right. It's it's just been around for a while. I got you. Is the the reason behind that one. Um, NC State, again, they lose Devin Leary, but they replace Brennan Armstrong. Uh, they return a lot of production. They return six. They have six returning starters on defense. Uh, let's see here. They lose Devin Leary, like I said, it's going to be rough, but they keep Jordan Houston at running back, who had over 544 yards. Uh, they've got Drake Thomas, who have over 101 tackles, and Aiden White, who gets four inter- who had four interceptions. Uh, for the Wolf Pack as well. So again, big loss with Devin Leary, but you replace him perfectly fine with Brendan Armstrong. I, I I could see NC State making. I would love to see NC State make waves nationally, both it, well, both in the conference and nationally as well. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that hurt NC State last year too was Devin Leary got injured, didn't he? And he yeah. only played ha- he only played half the season. Yeah, he got injured midway through. Yeah, and, that, and I think that kind of they. I mean, they were rolling, and that kind of crushed their season right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. The one thing I will say is that running the running back trio with uh, Jordan Houston, uh, Junior, or uh, with Demi Demi Samoa, so, no Sumo Carno. Their running back Demi S. Uh, they they had dag- nagging injuries. Uh, they had to put in Michael Allen, uh, who was a sophomore. And between the three of those, they only had three touchdowns, and that was only by Samo Sum, uh, Samo Karnagebe. I think is how you say it. I'm butchering these names, uh, but they do. I would say Sumo 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 Karnagebe. I think is what it's pronounced. Um, they do return the right tackle, Timothy McKay, their left tackle, Anthony Belton, and their center, Dylan McCannon. Um, and they have senior uh, their senior guard, Derek Eason, who has 11 career starts. Not that much experience, but and, uh, but on the defensive side, they got old Gibby over there, Tony Gibson. Uh, got to love him. They, Tony Gibson, the defensive coordinator, he's also running that 3-3-5, which is what he did at West Virginia, but we're not going to talk about them. Uh, he ran it three three five. He averaged against his defense against Tony Gibson's defense. Offensive offenses only averaged nineteen points a game with a hundred less than a hundred rushing yards and three hundred twenty six total offensive yards. So NC State defense was for real and was able to shut down their opposing offense. The old saying goes, defense wins championships. And I think that's very, very evident for NC State. I I can see that. I think NC State will finish in the top five. I don't know about a conference championship, though. I don't have a conference championship, though. Moving on to Louisville. All right. Louisville gets rid of Scott Satterfield. He comes over to Cincinnati. And they bring in their alumni coach, Jeff Brom who also brings with him Jack Plummer, who is the Boilermaker. Jeff Brown was at Purdue, comes over to Louisville, and he brings along his quarterback, Jack Plummer. Uh, while he was at – excuse me. 
while he was at Purdue, he av- he had a total of 3,400 passing yards with 26 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Um, and then he did take one lone season at Cal. While he was at Cal, he had over three 3,000 yards and uh, 3,000 yards passing and 21 touchdowns and nine interceptions at Cal. So, again, not bad. Pretty decent. Yeah. Um, especially since you're, you're having to replace Malik Cunningham, uh, who carried a lot for the Cardinals last year. So, offensively for the quarterback position, I think you're set there. Uh, for the running backs as well, you return Jawar Jordan, who had 815 yards, almost a 1,000-yard rusher last year. I mean, you also have uh, oh Lord. Mario Agin. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to butcher these names as well. Um, junior out of New York. He should make an impact, especially early on in the season when Louisville's trying to find uh, their momentum early on, especially with uh, Plummer. Um, kind of being a toss-up there, but he should fit right into the system. He's been playing it for the past two years anyway. And under Brahms' leadership, the Cardinals are switching to that 4-3 defense. Good. Which is nice. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm Excuse me, not a 4-3. They're switching to a 4-2-5. 4-2-5. Even better. Even better, yes. They're switching to a 4-2-5. Uh, they're returning John, uh, Josh Minkins, who had 55 tackles and one interception. MJ Griffin, Griffin, who had 45 tackles and two interceptions. Uh, they also returned two uh, cornerbacks, uh, Quincy Riley, who had 27 tackles and three interceptions. And Jarvis Brownlee Jr. had 66 tackles, two interceptions, and 12 pass breakups as well. So, in their secondary, the Cardinals look very, very stout in that respect, in that regard. That'll go compliment well with that four two five. And they also returned the big their big defensive lineman Ashton uh, Gillette, who had six sacks during his sophomore year with the Cardinals as well. The only thing that I'm more Jeff Clark too. He yep. had four and a half with yep. twelve solo tackles. Yep. Yeah. The only thing I wonder about the the quarterback situation going from Malik Cunningham to was it Jack Plummer? Jack yeah. Plummer, yeah. Can he run? Because uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pull up stats, but I, I don't think he was known for his running. But I th- it was more so passing, yeah. especially for for a Purdue offense is definitely more pass heavy. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. Last season, as Owen said, he had three thousand ninety five yards passing, twenty one touchdowns, nine interceptions, with a QBR forty nine point three. Uh, rushing at Cal, he had. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, 52 carries. Guess how many yards? Negative 15. Uh, probably two. Negative 126. Ooh, so he got sacked a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with an average of 2.4 negative yards per play, but nice. he did have one rushing touchdown. a boy. Uh, long of 24. Oh, well. That was probably the touchdown. Probably, <laughs> probably the touchdown. Probably a Okay, so that'll be interesting to see how how that shapes up. Yeah, if they change the offense to him, I mean they'd have to change the offense to him because Malik Cunningham, you know, he could run. You're he could run a little bit. You're definitely looking at more of a traditional NFL style offense. Yes, yes. for yes. sure. Much more pocket Drop, passer, yep. field general. Drop back. Yeah, uh, which may turn out really well for the Cardinals. It turned out well for yep. Purdue. Granted, it didn't turn out so well for him in that bowl game. 
Um, but Oof. but Purdue, you know, it may, it may turn out all right for Purdue. Uh, or it may turn out all right for the Cardinals this year, especially going up against some of their ACC. Looking at the Cardinals' schedule here, uh, Louisville does, like we said, play NC State. It's not their opener this year. Um, I think, again, that's going to be a really tough one under first year, not first year head coach for Jeff Brom, but first year with the Cardinals. Again, Jeff Brom comes back for – uh, to coach his alumni or to coach his alum alma mater alma mater thank you thank you thank you thank you uh, but they do open up conference play with Georgia Tech easy win I think for the Cardinals uh, they get Murray State another easy win they play Indiana they definitely go four and zero beating Indiana beating Boston College then they get to NC State I think that's a toss up but in NC State's favor they get Notre Dame I think that one goes in Notre Dame's favor. They get Pitt. I feel comfortable with them beating Pitt. Um, of course, I, you do. I no bias. I'm not no bias here. I mean, there is a little bit of bias. I will say there's got to be bias. There's there. got to be. There's 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 got to be. There's got to be bias. Here's what I will say though. Pitt is not shaping up to what everybody thought. I think this is going to be a down year for Pat Narduzzi. You lost um, Keaton Slovis in. Uh, Good. Yeah, you lost <laughs> Keaton Slovis last year. You lost. <laughs> Yeah, you lost Jordan Addison last year, uh, and Pat Narduzzi's just a whiny coach. Uh, then you, they've got Duke. It's going to be a tough game, but I think they, I think they could beat Duke. Duke, I think, could surprise some people if they keep rolling. Mike Elko down there, um, he's building a decent program. Uh, they beat Virginia Tech. Beat. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, Madison. They okay. beat Virginia. Um, they beat Miami. Kentucky is going to be an interesting one because they'll see yeah, Devin be a, Leary again. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. That one's a toss-up. Um, no, ultimately, I think what it boils down to for Louisville, um, how they're going to transition to that four-two-five. if we're going to still see those – same performance numbers like we got out of their defense last year, and then ultimately what's going to happen um, with you know uh, Plummer and I mean obviously he's played under his head coach before, but it'll it'll Louisville is definitely an interesting case. Yeah, they're, top five. They're a toss up. Yeah, top five for me right now. Number five is Louisville. Number. Well, let's see. Let's see. How many have we discussed so far? Uh, top five is Louisville. Number five is Louisville. Number four is NC State. Number three is UNC. Number two is Florida State. And number one for me is the Clemson Tigers. Clemson brings in new off co- offensive coordinator Garrett Riley from TCU. May I remind you all what he did at TCU last year? Impressive. Absolutely. Maybe not in the national championship game, but certainly in the playoffs it was really well, and for the rest of the year it was really good. Um, impressive. Under, you know, under head co- first-year head coach at TCU, Sonny Dykes, Garrett Riley really carried, uh, really carried that TCU offense with Max Duggan uh, and several others on the offensive side. He now gets, I guess, poached, I guess you could say. Speaking of TCU for a hot sec, uh, Kendra Miller 
absolutely dominating Saints practice the other day. Nice. Getting first team reps alongside of Alvin Kamara. You but love either it. Either way. You'd love to see it. Either way. I digress. Back Anyways. to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, been big Kendra Miller fan over here. Huge. On the, huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the Huge. Clemson Tigers, they also return Cade Klubnik. DJ Uyangole is gone. He's gone to Oregon State. Uh, Davo Sweeney was really active in the portal this year. He finally kind of had to own up to it. And it was like, hey, we, you know, this is college football now. We've got to start playing the portal. Uh, and I guess playing the portal with offensive coordinators as well. Uh, it didn't work out. For his first year offensive coordinator, even though let let me remind you, let me remind you that Clemson last year went either eleven and four or eleven and three in a down year. That was a down year for Clemson. Was going eleven and three or eleven and four. I would love to have a down year where I go eleven and three. I would love to have a down year to go eleven and three. So. As I kind of quietly said earlier, I think the biggest production that we're going to see out of Clemson this year is Will Shipley. Um, Last year he had 210 carries, 1,182 yards from scrimmage, and 15 total touchdowns. He's a junior this year, likely going to be drafted, but also very likely to at least be in the final three for Heisman voting, in my opinion. Um, if he produces those numbers again or improves slightly, which we always see from sophomore to junior year, I think that the discussion isn't on Cade Klubnik and his uh, – I'm trying to be nice here. Cade Klubnik's grasp of the offensive um, scheme. I think the conversation is going to be about Will Shipley carrying the Clemson Tigers into the ACC championship game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cade Klubnik definitely feels like he's a sophomore, but it definitely feels like he's going to be the starter over there at Clemson. Uh, they do bring in the number two transfer, Tyce, uh, Paul Tyson. Uh, he is going to be a backup, but he comes in from Arizona State. Uh, he is a grad student. Like you said, Will Shipley comes back. Will Shipley absolutely dominated. Uh, we'll see if he stays this year or stays after this year for uh, with the Tigers. I, we'll see, but I don't know. Like you said, he's going to be a Heisman favorite. Had over 1,100 yards and 15 – had over 1,100 yards rushing and 15 uh, rushing touchdowns last year. So while we're on the subject of Clemson, on that 2023 preseason all-ACC football team, they had four starters – on the first team, um, defense only, in Tyler Davis, uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Barrett Carter, and Andrew Makuba. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Well, uh, Clemson's defense has always been just downright nasty. Yes. But it'll be interesting to see how they're going to play out this year as well. And it's tough to replace Tony Elliott, who was a great uh, – coordinator for them at Clemson, great offensive coordinator, now turned UVA head coach. Sometimes it's different being a head coach than it is a coordinator. Um, and then, and we, but we also see that, though, with Brent Venables. You lose Brent Venables as an amazing D.C., and now he's off to be the head coach at Oklahoma. That is a hard, hard, hard – those are hard shoes to fill if you're Dabo Sweeney, of replacing Tony Elliott and Brent Venables. But I think he did it with 
Uh, offensive coordinator went out and got Riley, uh, Garrett Riley. We'll see how defense does this year. Uh, it should look to be much more improved, even though last year it was a little rough. Um, but I, I think it's think it's going to be uh, – they're not going to have to rely on their defense this year to get them out of games like they had to do last year. So they hired Wesley Goodwin as their defensive coordinator. Uh, his most recent experience is assistant coach for the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. in the NFL. We all know how that went down with Cliff Kingsbury getting Absolutely. booted. Um, that being said, is this a move for Clemson's defense to win now or to prepare their defensive stock and their defensive players for the NFL? Because there's a very big difference between the two, just because you are ready to play at the next level. Because ultimately, you can compete for, and I, I know that we disagree on this, most players' goals when they're playing in college is to play in the NFL. And I think Dabo realizes that. And yes. I think that this hire is representative of the fact that he is using this to recruit uh, transfers and recruits and saying, hey, we just bought this guy in from the Arizona Cardinals. He's going to tune you up, get you ready for the next level. Yeah, I think he's looking too far ahead instead of focusing on winning now. That being said, I mean, Clemson's Clemson. Yeah. yeah. They open conference play with Duke. Uh, then they go to Char- then they get Charleston Southern Florida Atlantic three zero right there. <laughs> their first real- their first real test is Florida State. Uh, Florida State is going to be a tough one for them, and uh, they get it at home. They get it at home against Florida State, but that's going to be a tough one. Uh, then they get the Qs at home. They get or, I'm sorry they Away. go to they go to Syracuse, um, and then they get Wake Forest at home. They have to go to Miami. They have to go to Raleigh, to NC State. Then they get the fighting. Ooh, big drive there. I know. Uh, then they get uh, then they get the Fighting Irish at home. Notre Dame comes into town. They get Georgia Tech at home. Get UNC at home, and then they go to Columbia to play South Carolina. They lost to South Carolina last year. They did by one point. I think they. I can think. I think they can lose it again. I think that's uh, other than Florida State. I think that's their toughest opponent on there. I agree to disagree on that one. I think I think UNC is going to be in their top two toughest opponents for sure. Because I think for me, it's I think their last part of their schedule that UNC South Carolina back to back, that's their top or their toughest two games right there. Based off the preseason poll, they play a lot of the top teams. Based off the preseason poll. Based off preseason poll, we'll see once 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 it gets to be. Wake Forest, we'll figure out if you know how, how well most of those teams were doing. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of this has a big old asterisk next to it because as soon as the regular season starts and we get into what we said last year, like week four, week five, we start determining where everyone's going to end up and how you know the rest of the season is going to play out. But So to kind of recap here, sum it all up, I've got Florida State probably winning the conference. I'll go ahead and say it. Florida State wins the conference. UNC wins the conference. You've got UNC winning the conference, and you've got NC State. NC State winning the conference. All right, so two North Carolina teams and a Florida team. All right, folks, go ahead and place your bets. Lock them in. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I think I think Florida State can pull it out because they've got Jordan Travis. That 10-win season last year was special. Um, they didn't lose. They didn't get blown out in their three losses. Uh but they, it, they certainly could have played better. Certainly could have played better. 
UNC, my case, is Drake May all the way. Brennan Armstrong. I can't go against him. I, he, did, he did a lot for UVA, so I, it's hard to go against him. You're going you're gonna to have to go against him, you know, come this ACC year. ACC opener, yeah, yeah, at UVA. Yeah. So, speaking of the Cavaliers, all right, we brought in our UVA expert. Oh. Take it away, Madison Messenger. So just kind of give us a rundown. Give us a rundown, quick rundown of you of UVA. Rundown. What What are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? What should we expect? <laughs> what am I not looking forward to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I looking forward to? Basketball season. Um, <laughs> I'll just put that out there. <laughs> what I'm not looking forward to is playing NC State the home opener. Dang, now, dude. Oh. Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be a rebuilding year. I truly think for UVA. Dude, every year's a rebuilding year for UVA. Okay, You've listen. Say that the last 15 years. Okay, listen. I got to say it again this year, okay? No, but uh yeah, it's with the new with a new transfer coming in into Tony Elliott's off, offense. It's going to you know, I don't know I don't know much about this quarterback. They don't know much about this quarterback, so it's going to be a true test to see how he does. But, uh, yeah, it hurt losing Brennan Armstrong. And then, you know, at the end of the season, with what all went down and everything, I think it'll – it's not looking good. But I don't think that they will finish last in the ACC. Um, like the preseason poll said, I'd like to see them at 10 or 11 on the preseason poll because Virginia Tech's always going to be on the bottom for me, no matter what. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, the chokies. But I think I think they'll be 10th or, ele- 10th or 11th in the ACC. Looking at your schedule. It is brutal, it's, my man. Okay, it's absolutely brutal. It's um, West, West, Virginia, West Virginia's got a harder schedule, but this one is Disgusting. Well, week one. Like your conference, get, your 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 group of five game isn't even easy. Oh, I know. We can. Th- our athletic director come from Georgia, so our, she was the assistant athletic director down there. Well, that's kind of odd. Looking at Georgia's out of so, conference schedule, that cupcake yeah. schedule over there. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, break down the schedule. Week one versus Tennessee in Nashville. It's in that. It's a neutral site. <laughs> Okay. It, it, okay. Side. It's his neutral site. It's I think, not is what they were going to. Yeah. On, besides, yeah. like Bristol. Yeah. Right, but I don't think they would ever do that. I don't think they'll do that again. At, at was it Bristol Speedway? Yeah. It's yeah. Like Motor Speedway. Yeah. Um, well, well, that was tech, you have but. Tennessee at a neutral site, as you said. How do you feel about that one? Uh, let's move on to week two. <laughs> <laughs> Wave the white flag. Um, <laughs> week two. <laughs> Uh, you have JMU at home, your home opener. Yep. Uh, that, you might lose that one. I would be real honest with you. And I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on UVA. I'm really not. Yeah. I, well, I think I think it'll be a true test to see how we're going to shape up for the ACC. Um, you know, playing Tennessee with them having the team that they have, and I'm, yeah, they losing Ten Hooker, but you got Joe Milton right behind them, so. You know, JMU will be the real test for us, I think, um, to see to see where we stand as far as the ACC is concerned. Um, but it'll be a toss-up, I think. Week three, you go to Maryland. 
should be a competitive game, but UVA ultimately should pull it out, I think. We'll we'll see. Maryland. I don't even know anything about Maryland, so. Uh, they got Do they have uh, Lowe's little brother there. <sighs> yeah. He was starting. Yeah. He was, he, he was when. We, he did okay he, last year. He did okay. Mum, 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 mid. He's not as good as Tua. He's, I, in my opinion, he doesn't seem to be as good as Tua. Ew, no, not the Terps. The Turpins. The Terps. They're also rivals. Oh, is it Terpins? Terpins. Yeah. Terpins. Terpins. Uh, then you get UNC. Yeah, uh, UNC. State. NC State at yeah. home. Yeah, Brennan Armstrong returning to UVA. That's that's going to be a tough one. A lot of booze for Brennan on that one. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I, I hope that the UVA fan base just appreciates what he did for UVA. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have done as well as we did. The past two years without him, mm-hmm. so you go to Boston College. I'm, I, I'm, I like that one. I like that. I like. One. I like the next two. I like the next two. I like the. I like the next two as well. Uh, uh, out of the four, I, I like the. I like the next three out of four. Okay. So yeah. I like Boston College. I like William and Mary. Mm-hmm. UNC. Uh, yeah. In Chapel Hill. In Chapel Hill. Uh, then you got Miami. Miami, I think, is a winnable game. Uh, if and like we said, yeah. by October seventh, we'll kind of or not October seventh, October twenty eighth, we're going to kind of see how you know things are really shaped out. Georgia Tech, I think you win Georgia Tech as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Louisville UVA is going to be a solid game as well. We'll it just see. depends on what UVA brings. To it's the it's it's got to see, and, and you've got to like. Here's the thing: I thought Tony Elliott would have been a better was was now last year was his first year, was it his first year or second year? It was his first year last first year. First year, okay, fair enough. Let's give him that. It's his first year. Things don't always go great, and as we all know, UVA suffered a terrible tragedy last year, so that was also hard. We'll see how much that affects them this year as well. Um. We'll see. Really, when it comes down to Louisville, it's going to see you know Virginia. What? How do you feel about that game with Louisville? Louisville also has is under a new head coach with Jeff yeah. Brom. I'm I'm confident about it. I mean, I it'll be it, it's always been a competitive game between UVA and Louisville. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it'll stay the same. I just depends on what Louisville is really a toss up for me. As far as their whole season is concerned about how they'll do. I agree. I agree with that. I think they'll either do really good or really bad. And I hope it's on the really bad side. But <laughs> Especially when you I, get to them. <laughs> yeah, especially when we get to them. Uh, I hope it's really bad. But, yeah, I'd, I, it'll be a competitive game, I believe. Okay. It usually always is. After the Louisville game, you finish out the season at home. Um, both your games. I will be at those. Well, at least the last one. First one of the two, um, UVA and Duke. Duke's a tough opponent, but I I can see UVA pulling this one out. I could see UVA making a surprise and and beating Duke. I think it depends on what Duke brings to the table this year. And I know I've said that three or four times now with the ACC schedule. Mike Elko, man. Just unbelievable things that he's doing at Duke and building that program. Before – Duke football was a joke, and it, and in some of the minds it still is. But you got to start taking them seriously now. Yeah. Uh, before it was just all about Coach K and. Um, they were a basketball school. Yeah, they were a basketball school. Coach K is for for Duke, right? Coach K is Duke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just make sure. Oh yeah. And then 
I think the only game on anyone, especially around here, mm-hmm. the only game that matters to UVA and Virginia Tech fans, for that matter. I think the only schedule – here's what I'll say, too. I think any – if you're not named Tech – if you're not named Virginia Tech, the only game that matters is beating Virginia Tech if you're a Virginia school, whether you be William & Mary – James Madison. Let's go with the power. With the go with the FBS opponents. F, uh, James Madison, UVA, Liberty. I think out of those three, I guess Old Dominion too. But Old Dominion is kind of out there. Yeah. Uh, but I think out of those three, you're all focused on beating Tech. And it's because Tech was so good for yeah, so many they were years. The big brother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you beat Tech, it's a good day in the state of Virginia. Yeah. Um, the state of Virginia wins if Tech loses. That's, that's <laughs> correct. Um, and we just lost the last uh, last listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, anyways, go ahead, man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. Uh, Duke last year against Duke, we didn't do very well. But I don't know where what UVA team showed up against UNC last year. But we only lost to them by three, and that was on a last late late drive field goal. So I don't understand where that team came from, but. Well, and that's that's that can be glimpses. I get, I think that's what you get under a first year head coach is you get glimpses, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, just you know, find a way to turn that corner. Right, and you know, we only we only played ten, you know, ten games and didn't get to play Tech, and we didn't play. We were supposed to play Coastal Carolina last year too, which I was looking forward to that game. That was going to be a good game, yeah. but that didn't happen either. But. We'll see about this year. Yep. Bring on basketball season. <laughs> He's still focused on that. Uh, against the against the Chokies, um, it's going to be a competitive game. Always is, but always Usually, is. Uh, recently, it, it's re- been rec- yeah. Recently, it's been a competitive, and I don't think Tech likes that very much. I think they love that it was in the, a cakewalk for fifteen years. But I want to ask you this, Madison. Has and and I don't mean to be rude at all when I say this, and there's probably a better way that I could phrase it. But has Virginia ever been good at football? Yes. Yes. When? When? Okay. Uh. And I, again, I don't mean to be rude. Just in my recent memory. Yeah, I. Th- I believe it was in the '90s. Okay, that's uh, right. They did win a few Coke championships in the ACC. Yeah, and they, you know, I think when uh, Al Gore was coaching, they were the at vice the president. Top. Was it not Al Gore? Maybe it wasn't Al Gore. Whatever his name was. No, but they were ranked number one for a couple seasons. Okay. But they ended up not making the championship towards the end. I think they would lose a couple games towards the end. I think Georgia Tech was one of them that knocked them out. I mean, Um, in 1915. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, not we back really, that far. We, we got chill. We got chill. We're not gonna have any more guests on. We got to chill. We we be way too hard about it. Oh gosh. <laughs> they beat Yale ten zero. Hey, that was Yale. that was a tough opponent back then. Yale. That's a tough opponent. I will give them credit. Out of all out of all of college football, Yale is the fifth most winningest program in all of college football. FCS, FBS, D three, D two. Yeah. Um, 1989. Yeah. Was your what's last? Their gra- what's their season? greatest? What's their greatest season? Ten and three, baby. 
That was a year before West Virginia went to go play uh, Notre Dame for the national for the national championship, or year after, year after. Eighty eight was when West Virginia played. Anyways, Virginia Tech. George Welsh. It is going to be George Welsh. Why was I thinking out? Why did I that, say that's Al the Gore? vice president? <laughs> why did I say Al Gore? Maybe it was it was the nineties, man. Frank Gore. Hey, maybe hey. It was, <laughs> it was the nineties wasn't. I don't know. Uh, Al Grow. Al Grow. Uh, okay. Al Grow. Okay. That's okay. what it was. Not <laughs> well, I mean, Al Grow. That was like just two letters. That's, that's, swap. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'll give Fine. you a pass. That's a pass on that one. Uh, but yeah, for, against Virginia Tech, against the Hokies, I think that Virginia's got a good uh, fighting chances. Any, they're not like they're not getting. I wouldn't think getting stopped fifteen years in a row. And I was really, I was really surprised last year when uh, I was really surprised. Well, no, not not last year. Two years ago, I was really surprised. Two years ago, when UVA lost the Commonwealth Cup, I was very surprised about that one. Yeah, so I was too. Yeah, <laughs> you were heartbroken for that one, weren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually we, usually we do pretty well in that in the Commonwealth Cup. Yeah, but I don't know what happened. Well, is UVA making a bowl game this year? Mm, I'd like for them to, but. I'd like to see them get to five wins. I'd like six because then that's bowl game. Yeah. But I I don't know if they'll make it or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just – I don't know anything about that quarterback. So, that transfer. It's be tough. Ter- ter- uh, musket. That's a cool last name, though, Musket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was – well, it was a toss-up for a while whether it would be between him or uh, – Shoot, what was it? Jay Wolfock? But he decided to because Jay Wolfock was a two sport athlete. He played football and baseball, but he decided just to stick to baseball, which is the right decision in his case because you either play on a mediocre, not so good football team, or you can play for and get drafted. You know, he'll get drafted in the future. I mean, they have like a hundred. You know rounds that they go in to draft from, absolutely. But I mean, and it's a good f- baseball program, so yeah. it's known. And he made the right decision, which kind of helps out us, helps the football team out too, because then you don't have to worry about well who's going to start, and then you can just keep that one guy starting quarterback. Yeah, fair enough. First team reps. Well. Madison, we appreciate your ACC expertise. We appreciate the UVA expertise. Uh, we'll Anytime. Have to, <laughs> no problem. We'll have to maybe back on at the end of the season, play this episode back, and try to figure out how well we did. <laughs> uh, see if I'm we'll, still we'll, ready for basketball season or not. Yeah, see if <laughs> folks are ready. For, that's just the one clip. That's, uh, I'm ready. I, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to basketball season. <laughs> you have not even had a kickoff yet, and you're ready for the tip-off of basketball. Our kickoff is Tennessee. They'll probably run it back. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even feel bad for roasting him when he's roasted himself. He's roasting his own team. That's we that's, just don't have UVA. I, UVA fans are built different, man. dude. What if UVA just not for football? <laughs> well, UVA is not built for football. We're built for academics, dude. Hey, hey, hey! Those those football players they didn't come here to play school. All right, they didn't come here to play school. <laughs> And obviously, <laughs> they, they, they went to the wrong school for that. Wait, are we talking LSU now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How's yeah. that library? Yeah. <laughs> what library? <laughs> we need a locker room. It's not quiet in there. But it's not quite enough. Oh, library. goodness gracious. But, uh, Madison, do appreciate you having on. Cole, 
great way to kick off the season. Uh, next week we'll be doing Big Ten. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, Big Ten. I, I was doing we're, we're doing in alphabetical order, so you can probably guess mm-hmm. which ones I go to. So I was having to go 12, 10. Which one's it's Big Ten? Go bring the, it's Big the ten. most exciting one in last. Right? Who the – no, the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt. That's what it oh, is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sun Belt. Sun Belt. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, the Sun Belt. Yeah, sure. Hey, that's got Liberty. Get excited in. by mediocrity. Yeah. No, Liberty's in Conference USA. Are they? Yeah. Who was, with, who was in the Sun Belt? JMU. That's what it is. Uh, we were just talking about uh, We won't be talking about the group of five conferences. We may mention them, but we're not going to be talking about them in depth like we are the Power Five. But for that, I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. I'm Madison Messenger. And you are listening to the ACC All About Panther Pod podcast.